0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 597 for the 23rd of Tamas in a regular year. So we've all been in that situation where we're trying to fix something on our phones or the computer and it's just not working. I've had this situation with the podcast <laughs> sometimes where you know there's a glitch in the system that I'm using and it's just like I'm trying so hard to figure out uh, how to fix it and nothing's working. And then you know, as a last resort, what do we do? We decide to reset the computer or the phone. And more often than not, that often solves the problem, right? Sometimes It just needs a reset. Sometimes it's like all these issues that we've had just, you know, get one big reset can actually just start everything fresh anew. Now, wouldn't it be nice, and maybe you've thought about this before, if we could do this for our lives? You know, so many times like in our lives, like we're human. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. We do things that we probably shouldn't have done if we thought better about it. And sometimes we try to fix it. We whether it's a mistake we did at work, uh, something we eat that upset our stomachs or whatever it is, we go and we try to fix it. And sometimes the more we try to fix it, uh, the less helpful it is. And we sometimes create, God forbid, more problems than there were in the first place. This process can be very frustrating sometimes and sometimes if you're like me, you might think to yourself, I wish I could just have a reset. I wish I could just, there was just like an on-off button just like there is on a computer or a phone to have that reset. We do get this experience a little bit sometimes, you know, when we go to sleep at night and we begin the day anew. There's something fresh about the new day, like it's a new start to the new day. But as we'll learn today, there's actually a much deeper and more essential way that we can actually reset our system from different mistakes that we might make, and we inevitably all do make mistakes, when it comes to our service of God, when it comes to doing things that are against the will of God. So we've been talking about this section that that we're in in Tanya is all about Shuva, all about returning to God, repenting, and what that involves and in the past few episodes we've been talking about um, the the sobriety involved in tshuva and we talked about addiction and we talked about really becoming to this place of really being very sober and aware of what we do and how what we do affects the world around us affects god affects the shechina how the shechina is really in pain when things are not when people are not doing what they need to do in life and all of that so once we come to this recognition, once we come to this place of sobriety, of really realizing the effects of our actions and feel so bad and really regretful about things that we've done, what do we do then? How do we fix it? This in lead us to a state of kind of becoming frantic maybe, you know, like maybe I should do another mitzvah this this mitzvah and whatever. But as we'll learn today, we're going to talk about this idea of a reset, how in fact there's a way that we can reset our system, that we can reset our connection with God. And the key to tapping into that place of reset is with the power of compassion and the way that this is going to be illustrated is in the, uh, the going back to the tetragrammaton and how we've been talking about how when we do things that are against the will of God then what this does is kind of messes up the the uh, placement of the letters in the tetragrammaton namely the the hay of the tetragrammaton. And when we do tshuva, it's all about restoring, tashuv hay, restoring the hay back to its proper place. And as we'll learn today, the way that we do this, the way that we reset the order of the letters of the yud kevavkev, the tetragrammaton, is actually by tapping into a place that's above them, a place that's called the shel yud, the crown of the yud, the first, but the point, not quite the yud yet, but it's like the very beginning of the yud itself. And in that place of the shel yud, that's where we can find what are called the Yud Gimel Midas HaRachamim, the 13 Attributes of Mercy. And those 13 attributes of mercy are really this key to this reset, this way that we can reset our relationship with our souls, with God, and really begin anew with our relationship with God and with ourselves. So with that being said, I think we should get into the text and see how the ultra rabba explains this. For context, we are beginning chapter eight today of Igarasa So the Ultra Rabbah begins and he says, after thinking deeply about everything that we spoke about before, namely this whole idea of of arousing compassion and coming to a broken heart and all of that then that like that's like the proper preparation that's the prerequisite to be able to then come uh and to request of God from the depths of one's heart and then this this is a quote from Tehillim chapter 51 verse 3 which means um in accordance with your abounding compassion erase my transgression so it's like when we basically arouse compassion within ourselves and we come to that state of compassion within ourselves and that brokenness of our heart we can arouse compassion we can ask hashem to respond in kind and give us compassion as well so this is exactly what the ultra ultra rabbi now says he says because at that point after engaging in this whole pra- pra- practice of thinking about the compassion and the breaking of the heart and everything like that then it will really be ingrained for true truly in their in their heart the greatness of the compassion on this aspect of godliness that's found in their soul and as well as the in the source above as we explained above so like at this point like basically through engaging in these medit these meditations that we've been discussing about like really thinking about uh feeling compassion for your true self for your godly self and for your source God, about like how you've drawn these things down into the depths with you through your transgressions. This is going to be like, this is going to arouse this real compassion within you, uh, to the point that you can now then arouse compassion on high. So then the ultra rapid goes on. So what do we mean by arousing compassion on high gets more specific. He says this will arouse the compassion on high from the 13 midos, of of mercy so there's this thing in hebrew the yud gimel midos harachamim the 13 attributes of mercy that come from the supernal will of god which is hinted at in the thorn in that little protrusion on the yud that we spoke about in a previous episode we spoke about this idea that in look at the tetragrammaton the yud ke vav ke so there's four letters the yud the he and the vav and the he but then there's kind of like this fifth little mini thing where it's like the little protrusion on that yud and that little protrusion on the yud is an allusion to keter we said which is uh which is above all the ten spheros it's like kind of the beginning of it all it's also uh it's it's, it corresponds to the level of will the supernal will of god and so here the altar is really focusing on how this protrusion of the Yud, this aspect of uh, of the Keter, is the source of not only the Raton, but it's it's this is where the 13 attributes of mercy come from. And this level, this protrusion of the Yud, is way above, it transcends the influ- influence that comes from those other letters of the Yud Vavke, so it's higher than the Tetragrammaton. And this is why, when we say, when we talk about the 13 attributes of mercy, they are able to correct all defects as it says and this is a quote from Barah chapter 14 verse 18 it says that means he forgives inequity and transgression and cleanses so it's like when we want to talk about like how is it possible for hashem to forgive people for doing things that are so against his will how is that possible it's because this forgiveness is coming from a place that is above any kind of judgment any kind of anything it's like higher than all of it so it's in from these level of the 13 attributes of mercy which are sourced in this protrusion of the yud and so thus what happens when this when a person taps into this like when they use their sense of compassion and mercy to tap into hashem's compassion and mercy then there will be no more uh suckling to these external forces and to the sitra ahara, to the other side from the lower hay as we spoke about below so it will stop so basically so if you if you recall we spoke about this was in a previous episode where we talked about where do you get your food from we talked about that whole experiment with the rats where they're pressing on the lever and they're getting like this really good feeling of dopamine influx into their brain, but they're not actually getting food. They might even starve themselves to death. And we liken that to the fact that, like, really, this is why we see some people who live really, really long lives. And even to the outside, it might look like they're living very prosperous lives, even if they're not the best people. And they do things that, like, to the letter of the law, would make them liable for death. And we explain that this is because there are two, like, channels through which vitality can flow there's the direct channel directly from god and then there's the more like backhanded channel that comes through the different astrological forces which ultimately are sourced in the klipa and the sitarach so basically once a person engages in this shuva that we've been talking about that uh, when they arouse this compassion within themselves and they find that brokenness of the heart and they arouse hashem's compassion the 13 attributes of mercy this cuts off that flow it's like they it's, it's if like for those rats it's like they are no longer going to be getting that dopamine from there it's like there's no more they are they don't go to that lever anymore and so and this is and what this means technically is that this lower hay returns to its source uh to be able to be connected to the other three letters the yod and the he and the vav um the the, of the tetragrammaton and the altar says this is sufficient for the understanding so obviously that's a very deep cabalistic idea of what what is really going on there but the main thing is that that hay which was uh had become like it's like through a person's transgressions they dragged that hay which is like the shrina we spoke about into the darkness into the uh, decrepit place of sin because everything ultimately is has to be nourished by god so ultimately it's like we're like a person's transgression is forcing god to nourish these sinful activities now we kind of restored it to its place so it's no longer doing that it's no longer sending vitality it's no longer uh, receiving its vitality in this like um way that is against god's will that's that's in line with the sitar and the clipa and so not only, the altar goes on, is this true, like in terms of like, okay, now we restored the godly source to its source, like the hay to its source in the kefavke, but this is true also for the soul, the nefeshulachis in a person, the godly soul of a person, um, where no no more do our sins disconnect us from God. So now it's talking on a more personal level that... Personally speaking, our godly soul is not receiving its nourishment anymore from like these evil forces, but it, it restored its more direct connection with its source. And this is why it says, and this is a quote from Yoma, from the Gemara Yoma, page 86a, where it says, So this is, again, it's a reference back to that quote that we had earlier from Ben Midbar, where it talks about this thing of that hashem forgives inequity and transgressions and cleanses so the what the gemara explains here is that who does hashem cleanse hashem cleanses the one who does shuva those people that do tshuva and what does it mean by cleansing what do we mean by that it means that hashem really cleans and uh bathes their their soul which have become soiled at this point like just like sometimes people liken it to like a a baby who whose diaper gets really dirty you know like that basically these sins that we do they really, they cause a lot of dirt. They cause there to be a lot of, uh, so, of blemishes on our soul. And what is these, what are these blemishes? What is this dirt? The, this is the external forces on the Sitra Acha, as we've been describing it. And then the, the ultra here brings another citation from the Gemara, this time from Sota 3b, which talks about how a person's sins envelop them. Like, so it's, it's again, this idea that basically there, it does, it's not like a person does a sin, does a transgression and like, okay, that's it. It affects their soul. It, do, it It makes like an imprint on their soul and subscribe on YouTube, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to leave us a five-star review to find out more about the it is Taught project, including more information on my soon to be published book. Please visit our website. It is to catch the latest for me. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.